Canada's Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Theresa Tam, now recommending non-medical masks for Canadians as the country begins to reopen. Today, Dr. Tam announced her recommendation and emphasized that it does not negate the need for physical distancing, that this simply masking up should be an additional measure. Have a listen. Here's Dr. Tam from earlier. Now that we're sort of reopening or restarting, um, the chief medical officers felt that um, they can recommend this for um, people who cannot maintain that two-meter distance. It is an added layer of protection. It is for you to protect others. So if two people are wearing masks, I'm protecting you and you're protecting me. And so I think as more people do uh, go out in the community, you can imagine there'll be more people on public transport or maybe more people, some of the retail uh, stores are beginning to open, for example. And if you can't predict whether you can maintain that two meter distance, then it's recommended uh, that you wear the non-medical mask or facial covering. There's Dr. Teresa Tam. Let's welcome in our doctor, our medical expert, Dr. Brett Belchetz. He joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Belchetz, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. Okay, that recommendation we just heard from the chief medical officer, just how critical are masks as restrictions begin to ease and people go back to work, Brett? I think it's very critical, to be honest. As we're starting to contemplate how we go from a situation of complete lockdown to a situation where there will be something approaching some semblance of normal activity again, and, and how we contemplate doing that without an extreme resurgence of infection rates, it is incumbent upon us to figure out what are the behavioral changes that we can institute in places like workplaces, retail settings, or, or even just gathering in groups that allow us to actually be in somewhat close proximity to others rather than being isolated by ourselves at home that allow us to do this without potentially being exposed to infection or passing it on to others. So, so far, when we look at the data for this particular virus, the most effective intervention that we have seen in terms of stopping somebody who is infected from passing that virus to others is for them to wear a mask. So this should make an entirely huge difference if we can actually get to a point where the vast majority of people, when they are venturing outdoors and when they begin to interact with others, actually take this precaution. All right. Getting to that point, I want to ask you about the prime minister, because he arrived for work in Parliament Hill today wearing a mask. And just when it comes to symbolism and a symbol, what sort of message does that send for everybody else, Brett? Just how important is that? It's extraordinarily important. People look to our leaders, uh, our leaders both politically, our leaders in the medical community, uh, as the examples of what is the right behavior to copy. And if we see our leaders not taking precautions that they are recommending for others, it, it is very hard to convince the average Canadian that it is actually something necessary to do. So we certainly have our examples from other countries, you know, namely south of the border, where you have extensive parts of the leadership that are refusing to wear masks or be seen in masks. And certainly it becomes very difficult for those parts of the population that very closely follow that leader's advice to actually be brought around to follow any medical expert's advice or any health recommendations. So seeing our political leadership behave in a manner where they are actually not only, you know, talking the talk, but they're actually walking the walk, I think it will make an entirely large difference to allow Canadians to believe that this is something that they need to be doing. I want to ask you about the science of the mask, and it may seem rather rudimentary or somewhat uh, simple, but uh, masks, from what I understand, and I think this is an important clarification, there's still a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the mask. When you put a mask on, you're not exactly protecting yourself from others, but you're protecting others from you. Is that right? 
It depends what kind of mask we're speaking about. So when we are talking about non-medical masks, so a, a typical surgical mask or a cloth mask that, that many fashion retailers are starting to sell, the main point to that is that it will not protect you from infection if somebody else around you is sick and coughing and they are not wearing a mask. So that particular kind of a mask, if there are droplets in the air that are floating in the air and you breathe those droplets in through that mask, you very well may get sick. That being said, um, what that mask does do is if you are sick and you are breathing out droplets or you're coughing out droplets, what science and research has shown is that when you cough and you are wearing a non-surgical mask, or I should say, sorry, a surgical mask or a non-medical mask, your breathing and your coughing, the droplets that you are breathing or coughing out do not spread far. They're actually contained within the mask. And so what that does is it stops those droplets from going into the air around you where they can infect others. It stops those droplets from landing on surfaces where somebody else could touch the surface and then get infected as a result. It is very, very protective of others. So yes, it does not protect you, but if everybody is wearing a mask, then you can go out safely knowing that the mask that others are wearing, if they are infected, will protect you against infection. So it is very, very important in that particular respect. Okay, and when you talk about those uh, droplets, if people are masking up, uh, let's say, to go to work or storefronts are starting to reopen and go out uh, shopping, if they're using the mask on a regular basis, on a daily basis, is it important that that mask is clean or sanitized daily? I think it is important to, to the greatest degree possible to keep it clean, mostly because what you, again, don't want is you don't want to be spreading infection through that surface itself. And it may not even be COVID. It could be other forms of infection. So just like your clothing or any other uh, type of cloth that you might put in your face, your face is a, a clear portal for infection. If that particular mask were to get soiled, uh, maybe with even another infectious agent, if it is against your face in this manner, you certainly could make yourself sick. So you want to make sure that it is regularly washed, regularly cleaned, uh, especially because if you are somebody that is sick as well, uh, what, what could happen, especially if you are somebody who might be carrying the virus and not even knowing it, and you take that mask off when you get home and you put it down and somebody else touches it, again, that is another way for somebody to get sick when they're touching that mask and potentially getting droplets that you've put on the inside surface. So keep it clean, really important for your health and the health of others. Okay, the government recommendation today uh, was for non-medical masks or face coverings. Does a scarf, let's say, if I wrapped a scarf around my face and headed out and it covered my nose and mouth, does that essentially do the same job as a non-medical mask? Uh, not all not all scarves are created equal, so it really would depend on the fabric that is used. So if we're looking at a scarf that is knitted with a, a more porous weave, there is a good chance that you can cough and, and particles are going to go through that and still out into the air. So certainly things that are much made of, of more tightly woven cloth or synthetic fabrics that are more tightly woven are much more effective. Um, that being said, if you are going to wear a scarf, if you're unable to get a mask, and I certainly am hearing that many people are struggling to get a hold of masks, there are shortages, unfortunately, out there. Wearing a, a scarf is going to be better than wearing nothing, but, but certainly I would urge everybody out there, uh, rather than relying on that scarf, to order a mask that is a more tightly woven fabric that will be more effective in the long run and to start using it when they are able to get access to it. Just finally, you talk about masks being scarce. I want to really underline this point. This is something you and I have spoken about numerous times over the last couple of months during this pandemic is the need for PPE and surgical masks for our frontline workers, our healthcare uh, heroes. We're talking about non-medical masks here that people should be wearing outdoors. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so try to avoid ordering medical grade supplies. These are something that something that are very, very much in short supply, and something that healthcare workers badly need. And the kinds of masks that we wear are really designed to protect us against infection when we are in a healthcare setting surrounded by many people who are sick. Uh, there are lots of options for non-medical masks. As I said, many fashion retailers and fashion wholesalers are now making masks. They've retooled their factories to make them. So that's really what you should be going out and trying to find as an alternative to depleting medical supplies. All right, Dr. Brett Belchett's with us this afternoon. Doctor, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Stay well. Take care.